the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Spirit, Simeon came into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, this child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God rested upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How would you like to go? Oh, I don't mean by foot, bus, or car. I don't mean whether you'd like your Starbucks or Chipotle to go. I mean, how would you like to go? How would you like to die? Suddenly, like our beloved member Norm, who died in his sleep, or like Kobe Bryant in a helicopter crash, no lingering illness or debilitation. One writer mentions that there are benefits to knowing in advance you're going to die. You have a chance to say goodbye, to tie up loose ends, 
Or, as she adds, you can remove embarrassing items from your dresser drawers or safety deposit box. And if certain sins are weighing heavily upon you, you can have the chance to get them expunged from your spiritual rap sheet. At a bedside vigil, a loved one lingers between life and death. With each breath, you wonder whether it will be their last. If someone seems to be hanging on, we may say to them, you can go now. It's okay, Dad. You can go now. One of the characters in today's gospel is known for his you-can-go-now words. His words live on in one of the most beloved canticles or songs in our Christian tradition. Simeon's words called the Nuctimidus. Now, Lord, you let your servant go in peace according to your word. We sometimes sing it after communion, after holding Christ in our hands. We sing it in Compline, the prayer service before bed, entrusting our sleep, like our death, into the hands of God. And we sing it at funerals. You can go now, we seem to say. With our eyes, we have seen the salvation of God prepared in the sight of every people. Christmas seems a long time ago, so what's up today? Actually, it's the feast marking Jesus' presentation in the temple 40 days after his birth. And today is 40 days after Christmas. Luke conflates two religious rituals from that time. Mary's purification and the offering of the firstborn to the Lord. And at the temple are two devout, wise elders, Simeon and Anna. They could be characters right out of the Old Testament. And Luke crafts this story using parallels with other characters, such as Zechariah and Elizabeth, and Hannah presenting Samuel to the Lord in the temple. The law and the prophets are both there, Mary and Joseph keeping the law, and Simeon and Anna, the prophets. There's mention of light as well. Light in Simeon's song, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, that is the nations, and the glory of your people Israel. It is this epiphany light motive that gives this feast its nickname, Candlemas. One of the ancient traditions of this day is the blessing of candles and a, pro a procession, something we will do at the end of the liturgy. Now, it's a bit harder to make a connection with the Super Bowl and today's readings and feast, <laughs> but Groundhog Day is easy and fascinating. It goes hand in hand. According to ancient folklore, if there is sunlight this day and an animal sees its shadow, there will be six more weeks of winter, if you believe a furry hedgehog. And I'm not so sure if what happens in Pennsylvania with Phil there holds for the whole country, but the news is that there's no shadow and an early spring we will have. But remember, it was just a year ago that we had the polar vortex this past week. Nonetheless, there's more light each day 
we are halfway to the spring equinox. I decided to watch again that famous Groundhog Day movie. (laughs) Cable stations play it like they play It's a Wonderful Life around Christmas. But I was most intrigued because it's filmed not in Pennsylvania, but in Woodstock, Illinois, just an hour and a half northwest of here. Despite it being set in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, you probably know the story. Phil Connors is a weather forecaster sent each year there to cover the Groundhog Festival. But he is gruff and grumpy. And to his surprise, he wakes up to February 3rd to the same Sonny and Cher song, I've Got You, Babe. He relives Groundhog Day over and over, and it drives him completely crazy. He tries to end his life, even, but still wakes up again to February 2nd and through it asks some good questions of his life and ours. What if there were no tomorrow? What if you only had one day to live? What do you want to accomplish before you die? Simeon, the wise seer and prophet, had a hope for his life. He was looking for the consolation of Israel Anna, looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. They both longed for comfort and for hope to look upon God's promised Messiah before they died. The headline of an article from this past week describes well the pessimism many feel today. The darkness where the future should be What happens to a society that loses its capacity for awe and wonder at things to come? Conservatives can feed on cultural despair and look backwards, but when the left feels no hope for human progress, the writer adds, the future is bleak indeed. No wonder the events in Washington put people over the top. They seem to foreshadow things to come. On a day of shadows, there is foreshadowing in our gospel story too. Now remember that in many ways, our gospels are passion narratives with added material, including the infancy narratives from Jesus' birth in both Matthew and Luke. So the prophet Simeon foretells that this child is destined for the falling and rising of many. He will be a sign that will be opposed. Jesus will be rejected, put to death. Remember him saying, I have come not to bring peace, but a sword. And that could be the sword that will pierce Mary's heart. In Luke, Mary is the first believer because she hears the word of God and responds, and yet there will be division because of this child. It is the cost of discipleship, the cost of faith, the cost of the cross. And yet, even in this space, light shines today. A universal light for all peoples, for all nations, for Gentiles, for Jews, God comes among you today with comfort and hope. 
in word and sacrament, Christ is presented to you. With your eyes, you have seen the promised ones. And at this table, you will receive his body in your hands as well. So even when all seems hopeless, we come to this temple. We come together to hear again of God's faithfulness evermore and evermore. Oh, that we might live with such trust, with such hope as did Simeon and Anna. At the end of the liturgy each week is the dismissal. Go in peace. In other words, you can go now. Go to serve. Go with gratitude. Go with hope and faith and trust evermore and evermore.